Welcome to Sober Talk. I'm Dennis and I have lived experience of alcohol. If you or anyone you know is struggling with alcohol, please call Alcoholics Anonymous on 1300-222-222 or check out their website on aa.org.au. I'll just run through the preamble of Alcoholics Anonymous. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other. They must solve their common problems and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organisation or institution. Does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses or opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics achieve sobriety. Hi everyone, my name's Leslie, I'm an alcoholic and um, I'm very privileged to be able to make this recording for you. Um, I'm one of those people that's never had a normal drink. I've never had uh, two drinks and thought, my word, that's wonderful, I'm feeling so relaxed, but that's enough because two drinks was never enough for me. Um, I was a weird kid. I never really felt that I fitted in anywhere. And, um, and life was just really hard work. I never quite knew how to, what to do in any situation, how to respond to anything. I quite envied people who, who seemed to float through life effortlessly and uh, there didn't seem to be any strain or struggle with them. I was always, um, I seemed to be always saying the wrong thing or upsetting the wrong people or I had the best of intentions but I just couldn't do life and I didn't know what was wrong with me but um, at age 15 me and a girlfriend uh, experimented with some um, Southwark beer, I think it was, and uh, we deliberately set out to get drunk, and we did, and I still remember how good it made me feel. Um, I was able to get rid of all the fears and the worries and the anxieties that I walked around with on a regular basis, and and I was able to relax and in, enjoy myself and, and feel good, and even that night, though, uh, we drank to get drunk to pass out and it was a, a throw-up <laughs> and uh, woke up the next day with the mother of all hangovers and um, had to wash the sheets and wash the floor and, and things like that. But I remembered how good I'd felt the night before and I thought, that was marvellous. Uh, I'm going to do that again. And obviously a 15-year-old can't get their hands on grog very often, but any time I had the opportunity, I always drank to get drunk. And I was often very messy and, uh, yeah. So I, I embarked on my quest to find out exactly how I could drink as much as I want and not be abusive or on occasions physically violent or just the messy person passed out on the back lawn or the front lawn. And sometimes I, I knew who owned the front lawn and sometimes I didn't. And and it was just a disaster. Um, I mean, what do you do when you feel bad 
when you're sober, drink gives you a bit of happiness and uh, release, but the consequences of the drink are bad. You're between a rock and a hard place. But um, anyhow, I pursued this magic formula that I was going to find of how to drink and not be messy. So it was things like, uh, don't drink beer. It's no good for you. And uh, you're running to the loo all the time, you know. Wine must be better. Wine's uh, respectable. You can put it in a wine glass and uh, and it, it looks it looks suave. But uh, then I graduated to uh, Chateau Cardboard and uh, drinking it out of um, Vegemite glasses. And, yeah, that, that's, not, uh, that's not suave drinking or spirits because you don't need much spirits to uh, get the same effect. So you'll be drinking less and you'll probably look a bit, you know, more suave and but you'll get the same effect. But, uh, yeah... Uh, spirits acted on me like someone with a hammer, you know, a little tap, a bigger tap, a huge tap and down she goes. And, uh, yeah, I just never, ever found the, the mixture that would allow me to drink as much as I want and and stay respectable. But uh, I didn't know what was wrong with me. All I knew was that I was miserable sober and to get a bit of enjoyment in my life I had to drink. And um, and so I didn't know that that was alcoholism. Um, I thought I had lots of problems, lots of psychiatric issues perhaps, or I'd had a terrible childhood or, or I was a very unlucky person or something like that. And if I could just fix up, you know, my, my mental issues, I'd be fine. And, you know, when you, you don't know what the problem really is and you're trying to fix it, it doesn't work because you're fixing the wrong problem. And um, But I worked hard at it. I uh, went and saw psychologists and they couldn't help me because you don't tell anyone that you drink. I mean, that's disgraceful. Um, I saw a psychiatrist once and uh, poor man, he didn't quite know what to do with me. I went to lots of uh, consciousness uh, uh consciousness uh, raising groups, you know, the um, the women's awareness, the uh, uh, transactional analysis, I did that. Um, uh, yeah, lots of things. And I bought self-help books by the dozen. I had several thousand dollars I worked out uh, later on worth of self-help books and not one of them had helped me really and I tried hard I did all the suggested things but no, nothing was working but uh, you know life got very messy indeed I became um, one of the loneliest people on the planet I don't think anyone is as lonely as the alcoholic because you can never be yourself um who wants to sit down at the tea, at the morning tea break at work and say, God, I got uh, plastered last night again and I threw up here, there and everywhere and I had a row with the next door neighbour and I turned up the, um, the music so loud that the police had to come and now I feel terrible and I can't, yeah. You can't say that if you want to be employed. <laughs> so you have to... 
say, oh, I didn't do very much last night, uh, you know, or over the weekend. You have to lie. You have to, you have to appear to be something that you're not, and you have to cover up what you are. I had to get up really early in the morning before work because I had to um, uh, try and fix the shakes because your hands shake and I'd uh, eat throaties or other cough lozenges to try and disguise the smell on my breath and you, you pull yourself together, you have a shower, you put the eye drops in because your eyes are bloodshot and uh and you just try and pull it together to go to work and become what you need to be to earn the money to come home via the the bottle shop and drink and get yourself plastered that night and and it's you're like a rat on a wheel there's no getting off and it's just awful and you don't know what to do but um yeah so i spent several years in that um predicament and I didn't know what to do with myself or where to go or I'd exhausted all avenues and I was living by myself by that stage. You can't have boyfriends or husbands or anything like that when you drink like that. They they move on very quickly. Anyhow, I was lucky to lucky enough to um, ring AA. I don't really know why um, because I didn't think my problem was alcohol or al- and I didn't know there was such a thing as alcoholism. All I knew was that I liked to drink and I couldn't drink safely and I was disgusting every time I got drunk. And, um, yeah. But, um, like I say, I was lucky enough to go to my first AA meeting and the people there recognised what I was immediately. <laughs> Perhaps it was the shaking hand that um, couldn't hold a full cup of coffee, had to have half a cup of coffee, or the shaking hand that they had to put my seatbelt on for me in the car. I wasn't driving. They were kind enough to drive me there. Um, yeah, I just co- couldn't coordinate the seatbelt. And the fact that I looked at the floor, I couldn't look anyone in the eye because I was so ashamed of what I was. And um, but that didn't bother them. They, they recognised me for the alcoholic that I was and they knew I could get better. I didn't believe them. I listened to the speakers that night and there was a lot of speakers in the room who had a lot of sobriety up. They had 20 years and five years and... And that was lovely for them, you know, I wish them well. But um, I didn't believe, I knew that I could not stay 20 years off the grog or five years. But uh, there was a young man got up to speak and he was nearer my age and he um, said that he had 12 days sober. And I thought, my God. I don't think I could go 12 days. I haven't been 12 days sober in a lot of years, but maybe I could go two or maybe I could go three. And that young man, I don't know, I haven't seen him since, but he gave me hope that night and um, I owe him a great debt. And um, the people in the meeting said, keep coming back. And and I did. It was wonderful. I had I hadn't been invited back anywhere for quite some time and suddenly I had somewhere to go. The people were nice to me. They didn't mind that I looked like something that the cat dragged in and I looked at the floor all the time. They said, keep coming back, and they said, how are you? 
And if you gave them the stock standard answer that uh, people give of, um, oh, I'm okay, thank you, they'd say, you're five days sober. How can you be okay? Tell me what's really happening on. They were interested in me. It was wonderful. And gradually, gradually, you know, you start to recover from your alcoholism. Not that anyone ever makes a full recovery, you know, <laughs> but we, it's progress, not perfection. Um, just the fact that you're, you're not uh, drinking means that you're not creating chaos in your own life. The chaos isn't mounting. And... Um, and financially it helps too if you don't call it the BWS every night. Although I had several uh, bottle shops I went to because you couldn't go to the same one every night because they'd think you drank too much. So you have to have a round of bottle shops that you visit. And, um, you know, not one of them sent me a, a, a card saying, where are you? We miss you. Our profits are down. They <laughs> I don't know how they're surviving without me. Um yeah, so the chaos starts to get, you're not adding to the chaos in your life when you don't drink, but there's certainly a lot of chaos left over from your drinking days and that's where the AA program comes in because you have to de deal with that stuff and it's it was, you know, people, you have to make amends to the people that you've done the wrong thing by and making amends doesn't mean you just front up and say sorry. It's a case of what can I do to make up for what I've done? If you owe money and I owe a considerable amount of money, you have to pay it off. And um, I looked at uh, how much I owed and I didn't see how I was ever going to pay that off. But I had a bit of spare cash by this time, not much, every week, and I was employed. I still had a job, which was a minor miracle. And uh, they said to me, what you do is every payday you put aside a certain amount of money and you send it to who you owe it to. And you do that every every payday without fail, no excuses. You you pay that off before you, you do anything else, before you buy anything else. And um, I followed their advice and, you know, eventually it was all paid. took more than three years, but but eventually... I was debt free, and um, and the house that I was living in, I was living. I, I, it had degenerated into a bit of a tip, you know. There was stuff everywhere, and oh, it was dreadful. And I really didn't. You'd look at it and you'd think, where do you start? You know, it's just terrible. Um, me and my ex-husband had painted the place without using drop sheets, and you can imagine what sort of a mess that made. But um, yeah, part of the AA program is they told me that every night you come home from work and you do a, a bit towards making the house better, half an hour's worth. It might be that you clean out one drawer or you get out and you do half an hour's worth in the garden. But you do that every night without fail. And it's six weeks you can see that someone had been trying to make things better, but my word, it's six months, it's six months it was a huge difference and, you know, I was eventually able to get the house to the state where it could be sold and I could move on. And, um, you know, I used that technique of a little bit 
but every night without fail in lots of areas. I went back and did some study and got some more qualifications and uh, which was a help in the career. You have to um, rebuild your career from the from the rubbish heap you've turned it into and, um, yeah, but every night without fail, that can change your life. And it was the living skills that they taught me in here that made such a difference in my life. Um, it's not just stopping drinking, although that's the starting point. You can't do anything <laughs> while you're drinking, but it's it's the turning the, the life around that makes such a difference. And these days I have a different life, you know. I'm, I'm older now and um, I look like a, a little old lady and I don't think if you looked at me you, you'd ever connect the person that used to lie passed out on other people's lawns to the person I am today. Uh, when I left my last job I was a valued member of, uh, of work, someone who was reliable, who did a good job, who always turned up on time for their shift and could be called upon in an emergency to fill in for another person uh, who had gone sick at the last minute or something. Um, I've been able to have overseas holidays from the person who was just a whisker off bankruptcy. That's a wonderful thing. And um, But these days I have... Uh, the AA program and the AA people in my life. And, and uh, you know, I, like I say, I was the loneliest person on the planet when I first came in. I didn't have a friend in the world. And, um, and now everyone in the program is my friend because uh, we help each other, we're interested in each other, and we talk straight talk to each other. There's none of the small talk that you, that you tend to get in um, polite situations. We're real with each other. And it's a wonderful organisation. It saved my life. And um, I am so grateful. And I am grateful to the higher power too that I uh, discovered in these rooms. Good heavens, if an alcoholic, you know, I used to think that I ran the world. And if an alcoholic's running the world, no wonder it's in the the bad shape it's in. There had to be a power greater than myself in the world. And uh, AA has enabled me to find, have a relationship with a power greater than myself as well. So, yeah, for anyone who's got a problem with alcohol or thinks they might, you know, I can't, I can't uh, fault AA. Just give it your best shot for 30 days and uh, see how your life changes. And if at the end of 30 days you think it's not worth it, go back to your old life. What have you lost? So um, that's probably enough from me. So thank you for the opportunity to speak and uh, I think I'll leave it there. We have local meetings uh, for the full week in the local area. Uh, Monday's Gala meeting at 8 o'clock. Tuesday's Elizabeth East at 8 o'clock. Wednesday is Elizabeth East at 8 o'clock. Thursday is Two Wells at 8 o'clock. And Friday is Salisbury at 8 o'clock. There's a meeting at Daveron Park at 12 o'clock. And on Sunday there's a meeting in Salisbury at 7 o'clock. And many other meetings in the area. For details of your local meetings, please phone 1300 and once again, if anyone you know is struggling with alcohol issues, please call Alcoholics Anonymous 
on 1300 The website is aasouthaustralia.org.au.